Alrighty, uh, nominated we have Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, The Rise of Skywalker, Ooh. and Cats won. Very surprising. Oh. Ooh, so, Cats. Um, I, I think Cats should have won. I will say, yeah. before we all like praise the Joker for a good soundtrack, this time uh, unironically, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker is the reason they changed their like their conditions for having an, an original score. Wait, really? That's, That's... how mo- Yeah, so now it has to be 60% original. Yeah, because it's not an original score. Not yeah, it's John just Williams another fault, Star but... Wars score by John Williams that uses the same fucking music. Like there's music from the prequel trilogy, there's music from the original trilogy. It's fit very poorly like I need I to the how tune much do you where, think Disney like, paid Han for and that? Leia's theme is played i think when uh leia spends time with ray and like what why is oh, it oh like did you see the you see the video where it's like why the music in rise of skywalker feels empty no i have not i gotta i gotta send it to you guys but the dude because um, the rest of the movie is vapid nonsense maybe is that why kind of but it's sort of like um they recontextualize the music in the wrong parts like during leia's death they don't play leia's theme they play uh, they play Han and Leia's love theme. Oh, so that's where they play it. Okay. Yeah, that, they play that, and it's because like, I was referring but, to that. Yeah. And then in the very beginning, when they're doing the light speed skipping, they play the Death Star run, where dun, like dun, the dun, Death dun, Star dun, explodes. Dun, dun. The one where it's like dun 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 mm. dun dun dun, and then that's why like you're like, why do I feel exhausted? And it's not the movie's pacing, even though that could be part of it. It's yeah, even, because you I, feel I like you're at the end of a big action scene because you're feeling the emotions from the Death Star run. I don't, I don't so know. it's just think, used badly. I, I don't think I had that context, really. Like, I don't really know it well enough to I don't think it's that, that much of a major turnoff. I just think it's a fuck yeah. you from the people who are working on it, to be I honest. Or they just didn't even bother to... Like, okay, I can understand John Williams' perspective where he just didn't want to make new music for this, like, pile of turd and manure. But at the same time, like using I think, random music from previous parts to just shove it into your film is not that's not his that. fault though that's the editor's fault i agree because, yeah that's what i'm saying i understand yeah. john williams i i agree and i don't also, think it's even jj's fault yeah i'd like to i don't think john williams slept for, on it apparently the, the original script, Rises, sorry, I'll, I'll, sorry i'll stop talking after this one but um the original like score that john williams submitted was like over sorry. three hours long but they chose yeah. to only edit in bits that they want or whatever well they uh, jj was you know, yeah, and yeah. that is that is kind of the editor's fault, definitely. Um, but also, like, I, I do kind of want to throw out for... First of all, I agree, Rise of Skywalker shouldn't have been nominated for original score. I have no quarrels with Force Awakens or Last Jedi, but I think Rise of Skywalker doesn't... It's the weakest soundtrack. The um, but it also... It, it makes sense that, you know, because this was technically, you know, like we don't want to think of it because it hurts to think of it like this. But this is kind of the end of a nine film Please saga, don't three it's trilogy not, saga. It's not a saga. And so it makes sense. <laughs> it's a trilogy that they tack shit onto. Yeah. Uh, uh, so it, I am being hurt. <laughs> Attached, more like duct taped. Yeah. I, I, I agree. But like this, this, this is how the movie was like, this is how the people who made the movie tried to construct it, whether they did a good job or not. And they very much didn't is a different story, but this is how they went about making it. And it, considering that it makes sense that John Williams would prefer to go back and utilize themes from the previous eight installments rather than write new music for what's supposed Can to be Can I a add my own two cents in here? Um, no. Thanks, Alex. I didn't You're give welcome. a shit. Sure. Um, 
yeah, passive aggressiveness aside, like, it's one thing to revisit old uh, themes, like, for example, The Last Jedi revisits the Force theme a lot, and I think it works perfectly. However, um, The Rise of Skywalker just takes scenes that have no relation to the original meaning of these themes and the scenes that these themes were played in and just shoves them in there, no context, just to get like that nostalgic tear from you. That's and what that the video is talking shameless about. Shameless bullshit. Talk about. Like, that's not respectful. Yeah. Okay, we can all agree that Rise yeah. of Skywalker it shouldn't be, be anywhere. Right? <laughs> okay. I agree. Do you really think um, should have won? As far as as far as everything else here, um, not I uh, I like marriage stories score a lot. I think Little Women's score is phenomenal. Um, I don't think Joker was what? the best score of the year, but it's also the first woman to win the category. And while that probably shouldn't be a factor, I mean that's definitely a plus. I, I feel like Joker deserves um, it. I think the best I also score think of Joker Latin. actually deserves Sorry. this one. Yeah, I I would say of the ones nominated, I think Little Women was the better was the best of the ones nominated. And I think that of of the year proper, for me, Ad Astra was easily the best score, and I don't really see too much that. competition for that. Max Richter did an absolutely great job capturing all kinds of emotions and creating a great atmosphere, which no other score was able to create the whole year. So I would definitely say Max Richter Dude, got to a piece of brutal honesty. Here. Um, what a fucking idiot! Yeah, I think I think you're you're fucking stupid. No, JK, you're, you're not. I, I I love you. That's fair. That's Andrew, fair. I I, 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 I can see that. Um, the soundtrack in Joker, like the haunting violins, fit the story very well, and they stand out. You remember the soundtrack? I watched Little Women literally today. I finished watching it at five p.m. And I do not remember, for the love of me, what this, the soundtrack for that even was. For reference, for the audience, it's 7.25 at the time of filming. Yeah, so, so I watched the movie like two hours ago, and yeah, I do exactly. not remember the soundtrack. I haven't seen it, so it's really not memorable to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess what I would say is that, like, Joker, yes... Like, Joker is the more memorable of the two soundtracks, and I won't disagree with that. But where I think it kind of differentiates is that I think Joker is a minimalist soundtrack, and, like, so is um, Ad Astra because it's Max Richter, so I'm not going to post-minimalist. Let me rephrase. Um, so I'm not going to pretend that, like, the fact that it's post-minimalist is a problem. I think that's a good thing. But I think that... The re one of the reasons that Joker's soundtrack is so memorable is because there's so little variety and it is really repetitive in a way that Little Women and Ad Astra... I think Ad Astra's soundtrack is better than both of them, but... I agree. Yeah, I respect I... those points. I will say, I, I just want to kind of make a shout out to... I, I'm afraid to mispronounce her name, so I'm just going to call her Hilder. <laughs> Because it's it's I feel like it's better not to say it than to say it wrong, um, yeah. But I agree. She 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 consistently produces quality. Like she worked on both Sicario movies. She worked on uh, Arrival, The Revenant, now Joker, and she worked. She created the phenomenal, uh, similar to the Joker soundtrack of the Chernobyl miniseries, and those are all absolutely fantastic. So I think it's it's I forget yeah. That. She did Chernobyl. 
She's and very talented. I think I think she, it's really good that they threw her this like yeah. like and she also, here and now because she really just deserves recognition. But by, by the way, I'm going to take a shot at pronouncing her name. Yeah, Gouda I agree. Delta. And also, I I, I will. I think that's how it's pronounced. And she also has done an excellent job as the solo celloist for the film. Oh, that's her as well. Oh, well, I guess that's um, Sicario too. Yeah, she she's the because 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 she was because she was um, Johannes Johansson, I think is his name, but she is kind of like his protege, and he's the one who does all the Villeneuve scores. The so, and she's a solo celloist. So, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, again, I am not I am not upset with her winning this category. She did a very good job. It's a good score. I don't think it's the best of the year, but it was it was certainly good enough where I am happy to see a woman finally win the category. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't really give a damn about politics, like whether it's a woman or a guy winning it. I, I just I think, think she just legitimately was really good. Like politics aside, yeah. we can all agree that it was a great. Work. I think it was a Maybe, great score. I think it's my we don't favorite have to agree it was the best, but we can agree it was great, right? It's the best out of the nominees. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah. We all agree there. No, Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> okay, cool. All right. All right. We're I hitting the big what's ones next now. Up. Best film editing. We have nominated The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Parasite, and the winner, Six Underground. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the winner was Ford v. Ferrari. <laughs> Um, I'll, I'll agree with that. The editing during the race scenes, like, definitely puts you yeah, right in. Yeah, I think it in. once again comes back to the racing scenes and how they pretty much make this movie. Uh, yeah, the opening action say, scene nothing was else pretty great. Movie. I think Ryan Reynolds did a great job throughout the film. <laughs> Wrong movie. This is not. This is not six hundred. Yeah. This is not me. Use the movie. <laughs> yeah, best original song. Six Underground. <laughs> that movie was so bad. Okay, yeah, let's let's just forget about Six Underground. Do you guys do you yeah, guys yeah, always agree that it's Ford v Ferrari? Um, like editing, it's it's hard because um I think Parasite had some very strong editing scenes. Like for example, the scene with like the allergy and the beach is edited so strongly. But Ford v Ferrari true. is probably yes. unlike Parasite, made by editing as a movie. So I can't argue cool i haven't seen ford v ferrari and i will definitely take your guys's word for it i can't wait till uh andrew watches ford v ferrari and it's shit so um i was talking i think we were talking like off the air a little bit we were thinking should we just skip um best documentary short best live action short andrew had something to say and best animated short I think those are the three. If somebody wants to say something no, about a category. I have something to say about the best documentary category as a whole, like the best documentary feature category, but I oh, didn't okay. see any of the I shorts. I didn't see any of the shorts any of either, of so I have so. nothing to say. You know, I really think that a Walk, Run, Cha-Cha deserved it. Uh, however, learning to skateboard in a war zone if you're a girl, was it was very strong, so I, I, I will give it the win. I, I do think did, Walk Run Cha Cha was a close second, though. Did you actually see them? No, fuck no. <laughs> okay, <laughs> He's you totally for a insane? second I was like, <laughs> "Did you see them?" Yeah, no, uh, uh-uh. uh, not a chance. And Alex did it out of principle. <laughs> I may eventually. 
Do we? Okay. Did did everyone? Did anyone see enough? I'll actually, while we're at it, did anyone see enough of the animated international or documentary categories to really? I like, have discuss only seen Parasite, and we will it? discuss it in other categories. Yeah. No. I've. Yeah. Again, I've only. Yeah, seen I agree Parasite with that. that so. I've I've seen Les Miserables enough times. Okay. What about animated? Features? I've seen three, maybe two of them. I saw I've two of them. For, for what? Two of them. Yeah. Same. Or for what category? Animated. Best animated feature, but I do want to talk about another snub on that one. So I've not seen any of these. Okay. I have a lot of criticism for How to Train Your Dragon: The Hidden World because I had many expectations for it, but this is not the video for it, so I'll just shut the fuck up. Fair. Okay, so maybe we'll like, so maybe like, like I have one quick thing I want to say about documentary feature as a category overall, um, and then we can talk about like animated as like a category mm -hmm. overall or something like that and just acknowledge that we didn't see enough of the films in any of these categories to yeah. discuss them in yep, depth is that okay okay cool take it away All andrew right. for best documentary feature so <laughs> so i have a few choice words for best documentary <laughs> An open letter feature as a category um so some people have heard me talk about this before, but I personally think that this is just about the most insulting uh, category that the Oscars have. Um, it's kind of the amount of snubs that they have year by year is almost ridiculous. Um, last year alone, we had Free Solo was the winner. Very good film. But there was also Three Identical Strangers was released, and so was Won't You Be My Neighbor?, which was an absolute powerhouse of a film. And those two movies weren't even nominated, despite the fact that they showed up at pretty much every single festival up until that point, and almost everyone was expecting them to be there. This year for Best Documentary Feature, Apollo 11, which was a seamless recreation of the Apollo 11 mission using archival footage and over 11,000 hours of audio, which they edited down to an hour and a half long film was absolutely fantastic and did not get a nomination. The film that won was American Factory, which was a blatant throwing the bone to the fact that it was made by the Obamas. Shh, Andrew, I'm just going to throw that out there. Andrew, be careful. Um, We're going to get canceled, Andrew. Yeah. We're going to get canceled. No, no, it's not, it's not the Clintons. It's Obamas. Okay. It's okay. Yeah, I was going to say no. the Clintons. You can cut it out. You can cut it out. <laughs> yeah, by the way, have I ever mentioned you, I have dirt? I would recommend you cut that part out, actually. Andrew, they're going right. to flint us. Okay. The one... We're going to get Epstein. That's okay. That's fine. I honestly don't care. Let him make his point. Okay, yeah. I don't care. Um, I would like to throw out there, though, that of the movies nominated for Best Documentary Feature this year, um, I did see Forsama, and I thought it was absolutely incredible. And also, Forsama was a film that was captured at ground level throughout the entire uh, Syrian revolution. And it's horrific, it's brutal, and it puts some of the most um, horrifying events of that conflict right on the front lines and was a life-risking venture and also an expertly constructed film. Um, so I think that definitely should have gotten a bit more love and recognition. But also just in general, the documentary category in the past has not nominated films like The Thin Blue Line. It hasn't nominated Hoop Dreams. Basically, the documentary feature category has an expert knack at not nominating the best documentary of the year, year after year after year. Also, just 
as another thing, the fact that best documentary feature and best animated feature categories exist shows that the Academy has admitted that they have a bias against these two films, which I think are arguably the two most valuable genres in cinema. And it just kind of infuriates me that these two categories show that the Academy like will not recognize them as they deserve to be recognized. Also, if you're a documentary filmmaker, you can't be nominated for best screenplay, which makes sense. And you also can't be nominated for best director, hmm. which makes no sense. They really can't and be there's my nominated two for either of those. Yeah, it's a restriction. <laughs> no, you can't. Well, yeah, can't, not being nominated for best screenplay makes sense because you don't write screenplay. No, the best director part is. But not being bullshit. nominated for best director, the I guess they they're thinking it's because you there's don't more really to directing direct than actors, direct actors. But there's a lot more to directing than just directing actors. And I think that documentary filmmakers should absolutely be allowed to be nominated yeah, for director. I would agree with that. I mean, just absolutely. Yeah, I didn't know there was a thing. Yeah, neither did honest. I. Wow. Yeah i I am not happy with how the academy. Yeah, if the audience can't tell, we don't like really the academy tell. for the most part. <laughs> I think they're they're great great community. I love it. I like I that they screen so things on DVDs. Proud of how we came together as a community. I'm so proud of this community. Yeah, oh, that's what it was. Damn it. Mix up yeah, the quote. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's my spiel on documentary. That was a long time. Feel free yeah, to cut that down as much as you want. I think this is I liked it. Um, yeah. No problem. Yeah, go Best ahead, animated feature film. Nominated, How to Train Your Dragon 3, The Hidden World. I Lost My Body. Klaus. The Missing Link. And the winner was Toy Story 4. I... I only saw Toy Story 4, and I thought it was actually pretty good. It shouldn't exist, but it exists, and it actually does a pretty good job at existing. I think that Lego Movie 2 got snubbed. Has anyone here seen Lego Movie 2? Nope. I. I have not, but it makes Lego sense considering that I personally think that the Lego Movie not being nominated for Best Animated Feature is the most disgraceful snub in the history of the Academy because of the fact that like, I understand why, like, Psycho wouldn't be nominated for Best Picture and things. Like, I understand why, like, controversial movies or, like, certain genres aren't nominated. I don't agree with it, but, like, I see why. I see a reason for it, even if I dislike the reason. There is absolutely no reason on God's green earth why the Lego movie didn't get nominated for and Best instead they give it. Film instead, they gave it to Big Hero 6. Which infuriates me. Which is still pretty good. Like it's, it's, okay. it's a perfectly okay movie, but Lego movie. But yeah, Lego movie uh, was phenomenal. Now this is going to irritate you guys, but I yeah. haven't seen a Lego movie at all. Like, none of them. Nah, we'll watch them. Yeah, we'll watch both of them. No, they're fantastic, yeah, and you should watch them. They're actually really, really no. good. The Lego movie is a movie that is, like... You you tell people it's like babe. You tell people it's good, and then they kind of laugh, and then they're like, "Oh wait, you're serious." And then they watch it, and they're like, "Oh yeah." I had like my uh, I like had two people who I showed the Lego Movie, like basically against their will, and on more than one occasion, I like ran into them, and they were just like watching it on their phone at a later date. Like they went back okay, and now, rewatched now I'm just it after I forced them to watch it the first there, time. Like 
with them like Alex DeLarge <laughs> at gunpoint. It's a scene. It was not. It was it's not Stockholm scene. syndrome. <laughs> not Stockholm syndrome. No, most most of the time it's because I'm like, look, you made me watch the room like three times. I get to pick the movie. Tonight. Okay, the room is. is a I mean, it's no wedding trough, but <laughs> the wedding trough. But Lego Movie Two was written by the, the same trough. guys from Lego Movie One. It's honestly the the screenplay might be better. I think it's a very good screenplay. The spot where it's not as good as Lego Movie is the direction because they didn't direct it, but. It's very well written. It's very emotional. It's very creative. I like the fact that they kind of like the first movie is a different genre than Lego Movie 2. Lego Movie 2 is kind of like a crazy musical drug trip, which sounds weird, but it's really, really entertaining and very emotional, very funny. It's just really cool. And I think it should have been recognized, especially since the first one did not get to be recognized. And it's better than all of these nominations. Yeah. I, I I personally think that Lego the Lego movie the first Lego movie was better, but I think the second one is also really really good. All right. Nope. Okay. Anything else? Not really. No, I've only cool. seen two films like in in this category, so I can't really compare them to their uh, opposition. So like uh, I I don't know. They were they were good. Pretty good. Toy Story 4 and How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah, they're pretty good. Oh, yeah. Also, another bone to the Academy, uh, animated feature film, uh, another category that does a very good job nominating for They somehow forgot film, about your name. And also nominating yeah. a various style. Uh, they forgot about your name so in like what? 2016. Should have been nominated. That, that movie was great. Yeah, that movie's amazing. I mean, you can't, you can't, get, you can't get them all. And also the Academy is just not very good about giving movies animated feature film to film yeah for some Pixar. reason boss baby and ferdinand um, are academy award nominated films boss baby is the fucking deathbed of creativity <laughs> <laughs> they should have that on the dvd cover <laughs> yeah record my quote and put it put, like when i become a famous critic i want to have that on the, the official dvd for boss baby not that anybody's gonna buy it at that point because it's a piece of shit <laughs> that's fair yeah animated feature definitely not like the best category but like you you do tend to see more representation for more diverse and experimental styles in animated feature than you do in some other categories so i'd like to give them a little bit of credit even that if they don't fair. deserve a ton <laughs> Alrighty. So, best adapted screenplay. We have <laughs> The Irishman, Joker, Little Women, The Two Popes, and the winner was Hellboy 2019. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think it deserves it. That actually got me very well. I was gonna say, I think they did a I, good job this year. I will admit, they, my mind did immediately flash to the good Hellboy, and I was like, "Okay, that deserves it." And then I was like, "No way, no, it doesn't." <laughs> Wait a second. Yeah, insert Baba Yaga making out with Actually, Hellboy. I'm going to. I'm, I'm Actually, going no, to don't, 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 don't insert Just, it, please. The, this is the only, no, the only one of these long form ones no, that's no. going to have any editing. It's the only image. <laughs> The screenplay felt the like the video. 
is just a solid image, except for this one individual scene, which is just Hellboy 2019. I don't know if any of you have ever that seen movie Kingpin, like... the movie, but that that's what I think of with that scene. Kingpin? What the movie? What was... Kingpin, where it's the guy bowling. Wait. But... No, I have not. The Bobby Yaga reminds me of no, this one. I have the, not A woman that. in that always, like, puts her fingers up over her mouth and... <laughs> you know... <laughs> <laughs> Sounds very attractive. It's great. (laughs) I love that movie. (laughs) Okay. I bet. Anyways. So the actual. Well, the actual winner was Jojo Rabbit. So. Just thought I'd throw that out. I think Jojo Rabbit. I think there are many good contestants in this category. It is definitely a very strong category for 2019. I do think Jojo Rabbit deserves it, but I wouldn't cry over it if they gave it to, like, uh, Little Women, for example, honestly. I would have cried over it a little bit. I do think Little Women is the second best screenplay in this like lineup. But I think Jojo Rabbit is a movie that shouldn't work. It's a mainstream comedy about Adolf Hitler, which also is supposed to be a coming-of-age film, in which you're supposed to feel it bad works. for your protagonist, who is a Nazi, and like see his growth and journey to then like kind of realizing the flaws in the ideology he's been like grown up in which i think is a great idea but a lot of people i talk to are like i don't i'm not gonna like a movie about adolf hitler where it's funny and it's a comedy but i dragged like four different people to this movie and all of them came out loving it so i will actually take my statement about not crying over it back i would cry over it simply because jojo rabbit would be completely unfairly snubbed and i think that this truly phenomenal picture deserves recognition and phenomenal writer Taika Waititi is just amazing. Yep, yep, absolutely. Taika Waititi is like I mean, what we do in the shadows is one of my They're favorite comedies a TV of all show time. That now. They already started. Apparently, it's pretty good. I heard it was good. So yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. I heard it's fine. Well, I, I'll agree that uh, Jojo Rabbit was pretty good. I, I think that it's a good thing they got Joker in for one more. Uh, <laughs> yet, yet another. Uh, <laughs> nomination suddenly change the topic i well i think that no i was gonna say no i, I think, think that, Rabbit that, that was... we should Sorry, just acknowledge joker more <laughs> as per the yeah because all all the best parts are not in the screen just like the academy we will acknowledge joker here <laughs> yeah exactly but yeah andrew had a point no i was just gonna say i actually Big shock. I actually totally agree with you guys. Jojo Rabbit was the best screenplay of the year. It was the hardest. A dark comedy, and especially dark comedy that mingles with heavy emotional scenes and like strong political incorrectness is just about the hardest possible thing to write. And Taika Waititi pulls it off incredibly well. I do think Little Women is the better directed of the two films, but I think Jojo Rabbit has the better screenplay. And I think it was the most, with the exception of, but we'll get to it in the original category, I think Jojo Rabbit was just about the best achievement in screenwriting that we had last year. Yeah, the movie is just, it's such a ride of emotion where they shift you from being like completely sad to like laughing over a hilarious joke over the span of seconds. Yeah. And that's something that like out of the directors working nowadays, I think only Taika Waititi and James Gunn ever did that to me. Yeah. And also I think that like Jojo Rabbit can sit comfortably in the same category as 
like Dr. Strangelove and No Man's Land as like dark comedies that just absolutely work. And they fire on like all cylinders and they can switch between, it's super hard to switch between drama and comedy within like 10 seconds and have the entire audience realize that you're doing it. And this movie just pulls it off masterfully. I will um, I will quickly, it's not a point. I'm just going to have to add something to my statement. Another um, director who really manages to get me like laughing and crying at the same time, so to speak, is uh, Martin McDonough. Is that how it's pronounced? I'm not what sure. What does he made? Uh, well, specifically, I'm referring to the movie Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Oh, yeah. Because that cool. that's what I thought about when I started speaking about it. I was like, it's not fair to not mention it. But yeah. That's it. Cool. Wasn't it? Right. I, I thought Einish was Next good. up, Einish. Um, I just want to say, like, oh, I went, I think I saw this movie at least two or three times in theaters, and every single time, it's Oop. near the end of the movie, there's, like, a big emotional moment where everyone gasps, and then ten seconds later, it's, like, a montage that's just heartbreaking and hilarious at the same time, and then it's the third act, in which you have jokes involving like death of children where <laughs> it's so funny and it shouldn't be funny but it's really funny family friendly uh, podcast and then it juggles yeah, back now that yeah that third that third act like the fact that the third act basically has a joke where a child dies for comedy and then it, like a the very next shot as a child dies, but it's taken seriously and you can totally comprehend the difference between the two scenes that the whole third act of Jojo rabbit is probably one of the best. It's my favorite third, third act of the year. Seen. I think Sec- like straight either up. best or second best. I'm not, I'm not sure. But what about the rise of Skywalker? You are right about that. <laughs> when Ray said, <laughs> I am all the Jedi. I just, I lost it. I was applauding. Yeah. When Palpatine was like, I am inevitable. Oh shit. I'm all the Sith. <laughs> yeah. And Ray goes, I am Iron Man. <laughs> and snaps her fingers. Not. Yeah. And then Lando Calrissian flies in on your left. <laughs> What a disgrace. So, best original screenplay. We have Knives Out, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and the winner, Parasite. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm cool with that. Actually, I don't think I have... Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think I have any... Really have... I don't think I really have any qualms with this category for the most part. It's 1917. Yeah. I think it's the direction and the cinematography. <laughs> Did you see the thing where movie. they had the screenplay uh, rolling pa- while they showed the nomination? But. It's like, he jumped into the river. The water carried him down the water or whatever. <laughs> and it's like, ah, yes. It's just the water carried him it's down the like water. It's just like riveting dialogue, just riveting screenplay <laughs> describing the directions. Well, it, it's certainly... Yeah. yeah, I don't know why 1917 is yeah. on this. Yeah, I yeah I agree. I, I don't think 1917 is I, I will say, here, I think... Uh, but, oh, well. Um, Marriage Story has a good screenplay. Knives Out has a really fun screenplay. Tarantino, um, as much as I, like, this isn't any discredit to him. I just personally don't like him that much. I think he's a phenomenal filmmaker. He's just not really my taste. But I, I do think that he's, like, he's definitely in the top, like, five or top three in terms of ability to write engaging dialogue. Not even just, like, in the 21st century, just, like, in general, his dialogue's incredible. 
And I do think Parasite was the best screenplay of the year, like bar none. Yeah, I don't have a... I personally, uh, once again, I think Parasite is a very well-written screenplay, but my probably biggest issue with the movie Parasite that prevented it being my favorite movie of the year is the fact that it felt a little um, overbearing, like it had too much stuff in it, and at some times it felt like, well, the author knew clearly what the message he was trying to communicate was, the audience almost never did until the very end. And that was my biggest problem with it. I think, still think it's like a very strong screenplay and a very strong movie in general. But I would personally either give it to uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which I just consider to be like very, very strong in terms of screenplay because the dialogue is very good and the way scenes are constructed are very good. Or to Knives Out because it's... Yeah. It's it's a different movie. It's a fun ride, but it's very seamless. And like, once again, with the way scenes are constructed, you don't notice just how magnificent it is. And like, Knives Out wasn't really nominated anywhere else. So I think the movie is good enough for it to be recognized like somewhere. Yep. Anything I else? I feel like we forgot to talk about... <laughs> I can't even say with a straight face. Jexy. <laughs> yep. No, uh, I, 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 don't, will, I don't think I will we did. Argue oh, yeah. with Andrew on the point of uh, Quentin Tarantino. Because I, I I think, you know, his screenplay definitely deserves to be in there. Uh, because he is really masterful with dialogue. Yeah, I agree. Andrew, Andrew just said I, he I, was one of the best uh, okay. screenplay writers of all yeah, time. I th- I, again, I think he's one of the top five maybe yeah. top three best writers of dialogue in the history of cinema and i think once upon a time in hollywood is one of his greatest achievements right. in constructing scenes around his magnificent dialogue okay i don't okay. have a quarrel with yeah. it i, I must have misheard you because <laughs> I, I thought i heard you shooting on my, my boy quentin t no no it's it's it, no that's that's a personal taste not a criticism gotcha. thing Nothing, nothing, nothing to do with his quality. It's just he's not really he's not really cup of tea. my thing. But I think he's really good at what he does. Okay. So. Yep. I'll I'll, if you I'll, uh, I'll concede to that. 